Hello, welcome to this episode of the Harder to Kill podcast. I'm your host, Coach Shannon, and with me again this week is Coach Kyle, and I bet you guys are getting sick of him being on the podcast every week. Back to back. <laughs> well, yeah, and then you were also back to back like a couple weeks ago. Yep. So, awesome. Um, last week, we talked about the AM versus PM like a little bit more in depth. Yeah. And so, you, you should just, be seeing some so workouts. So, this week, you just need to sign up. Yeah. So yeah. sign up. There's some workouts that are going to be coming out. I never put on like a date that you have to be signed up by because this is obviously an in-house thing that we do for fun and kind of community building. So I want as much participation as possible. But the sooner you sign up, the less headaches I have. We're concerned about your headaches as well. No, so. maybe I'll just, yeah, maybe I will just put a, a cap or not a cap, but a, uh, a date on it no just try to get signed up early this week yeah if i mean you should know if you can come saturday I yeah i think in most cases by it always Wednesday seems so. like it always seems like someone shows up that day that didn't sign up or like someone that signed up the day before and then someone who did sign up is not there yeah so it kind of ends up it kind of <laughs> ended up washing out but yeah just try to get signed up earlier in the week it would help me out a ton on just like logistics and planning and one thing we didn't mention last week is there are tacos Oh yeah. We said there, we, we've been saying that there would be tacos, but if I'm being honest, tacos were just confirmed, <laughs> uh, when recording this like a day before. So okay. I had been awesome. Maybe what's the saying? I don't know. Writing a check that my ass can't cash or something like that. That's a new one. That's a thing, right? I don't think so. I think you made that up. Okay. Well, Hey, there'll be tacos. <laughs> okay, sweet. Um, what are we talking about this week? Uh, we are going to just discuss affiliation or lack thereof. With CrossFit Inc. With CrossFit Inc. And a little bit on the open, I think. The CrossFit Open. Okay. Do you want to go back in time a little bit? Yeah. And Could we get some effects added right there? <laughs> <laughs> um, back in time a little bit to talk about how we initially were thinking about de-affiliating and then like kind of our name change was sort of like a yeah. part of that whole thing. Yeah. So probably like go back a year ago or maybe a little less. Or I forget like when that. we changed. I think it was summer. Was it summerish? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I think summers, I don't remember exactly when we did the name change. It would have been probably like August June-ish. or something, something in the summer. I think it was a little bit early in, yeah, earlier in right. the summer just because we did all new, brand new apparel and it was all like summertime stuff. Yeah, you're right. Okay. So maybe like a year ago. So just even the last 10, 11 years. Well, I, I mean, I was an owner when, you know, it first started, but mm-hmm. at least the last seven years for me, there's always been when it's time to pay the affiliate fee, which for those of you who don't know, you just literally the kind of the cool relationship between CrossFit Inc. and their affiliates is that you just pay a fee to be affiliated with them. And then they don't really require anything from you except for like valid insurance and like some just stuff you have to put on your website. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really cool in the sense that they don't tell you, Hey, you have to do this. Hey, you have to do this programming. Um, but every, every year when you go to pay that fee, you do this quick little check of like, is this worth it? Like, yeah. I mean, anytime that you're making an exchange of money, there's a question of, am I getting value for this? Mm-hmm. So year after year and year after year, there would always kind of be that check of, am I getting value for this? Mm-hmm. And for years on end, five, six years, the answer was always kind of like, oh, I should check this, but mm, I, I think so. I think mm-hmm. so. Um, 
I guess until we had been really established as a business and yeah, especially like in our new location. Yeah. We got like three years in our new location and just, it was time to just kind of like reevaluate what we were getting for the affiliate fee. Mm-hmm. Um, and like kind of how important was it for us to be called CrossFit? Right. And so we kind of had to do a deep dive and track some metrics and just kind of figure out like how many people are stepping in our doors because we have the name CrossFit versus how many people aren't stepping in our doors because we have the name CrossFit, Mm -hmm. right? Like it could bring a positive or negative emotion in people. Mm -hmm. And so we just needed to kind of experiment. So I guess we kind of did like surveys and just got a general feel for new members coming in, how that well, I mean, how that affected us. We also just, well, I do, you know, live in the real world of people who don't know anything about CrossFit or the only thing they do know about CrossFit is the negative stuff. Yeah. The stuff that floats around Instagram, you know, the s- stuff that they maybe see from like CrossFit games, athletes, like anything like that. Then a lot of people have like n- negative associations with it, you know? Yeah. So. It, generally speaking, we kind of found that there were more people that had a negative association than a positive. Now flip side of that is the people who did have a positive association with it. were like really gung ho and we're yeah. that, but we've, mm-hmm. there's way more people that were not stepping foot inside of our doors because of that name, mm-hmm. just whether that be intimidation or something they had heard or a, a, a bad experience at another gym and not realizing that not all gyms are like a franchise type model. It's not like, oh, I don't like McDonald's, so I don't go to McDonald's. Yeah. People are really confused about that, um, thinking that it's it's more of a franchise type model than right. the affiliation model. And so I think people that are really outside the space have a hard time no, you know, making that yeah, once association. You're, once you're in the space, it's like, oh yeah, totally. I went to this gym and I didn't like that at all. And then I see this is totally different. But when you're mm-hmm. looking at it from a, somebody who doesn't know really much about it, it's like, if you just, you know, if you just Google it, who knows what you're going to find? So the lack of having control over, not that you ever have control over what people think, but you do have more control over your brand that you create. And by being associated with somebody who you don't have control over, you're just relinquishing more control. Than there's no what's, standards. What's necessary. Yeah. You know, there's no, there's no standards. And so, um, you're compared to every other person, whether they're good, whether they're bad. Um, and then just like CrossFit in general is such a broad term to begin with. It's just like you can be doing CrossFit and it can feel different, you know, like pretty much gym to gym or coach to coach even. Right. It's just, it's way too broad. And we wanted to get a little bit more, I guess, specific in the way we marketed what we did. And we felt that using that name um, negatively impacted us significantly more than positively impacted us. Yeah. For that aspect, it almost is that simple. Pretty much. The other thing I would like to. I mean, because we spent like three serious years really, really doing a lot of, um, like intake. What's that called? What am I thinking of? Just like where you're, you're interviewing a lot of new people. We'd kind of oh, like yeah. change yeah, yeah, yeah. 
we kind of changed our, I would say we changed our business model, but we experimented with different like intake processes, different ways to get people into the gym and that type of thing. And we just collected a lot of data. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I feel like we had a good understanding of where a lot of people were coming from and or why they why, were joining, why they were joining, what their reservations were beforehand before their annoying friend finally peer pressured them <laughs> or whatever. So we just spent like three yeah. years collecting a lot of data on this. And Hey, did anyone say that they joined because, or they were, were wanting to join the gym because they were going to become a CrossFit athlete? Cause mm. I don't remember hearing one single person say that. No, uh, I will say <laughs> that there in the last three years, I specifically remember one person who joined our gym because they wanted to join a CrossFit affiliate. And they okay. said that to me and there is probably another that, like there's been a couple of people, yeah, but there's been one person who has said that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, because there's actually, I guess we're going to talk about this de-affiliation thing, but there is kind of a stigma with the de-affiliation thing too, and still doing quote unquote CrossFit there. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of like bad feelings from CrossFit gyms and, you know, people like owners of CrossFit gyms feeling like people don't want to pay their affiliate fee but they still do CrossFit at their gyms and like feeling like that is a bad thing to be doing. Yeah. And so there are people like, especially like in the quad cities where there's a lot more gyms, like there are people who are like, I'm going to go to a gym. That's an actual CrossFit affiliate. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go to a gym that is not an affiliate, but claims they do some sort of CrossFit because then there's also this like idea that like they do some sort of watered down CrossFit or something. Right. Yeah, so. which was a concern that I've addressed with people who are like, well, is the programming going to be changing? Um, are we going to do watered down? Maybe it even feels more watered down. Um, so those were concerns that people had. And I guess concerns that I had that people would have concerns <laughs> I had that people might have. Yeah, exactly. Um, but and I was talking to somebody about this the other day and they, they brought up a really good question to me. They're like, how many, and this is somebody who's been a member for a long time and has been to other gyms, like on their travels and that type of thing. And they said, how many people in this gym think they're doing CrossFit? And mm -hmm. I said, the overwhelming majority, <laughs> like almost everybody. And he was kind of like, he's like, I've been to other gyms that do classic CrossFit, pure CrossFit. And he's like, I don't, I don't like it. Mm -hmm. I like what we do better. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that most people feel that way. Mm -hmm. um, so that was another big uh, deciding factor was that we don't do classic CrossFit. We definitely move towards more of a classic strength and conditioning model. Yeah. Um, and, you know, go back and listen to our episode. What is CrossFit? Like, it's hard to even nail down like what that is. Even even the people at the top cannot tell you what it is. Yeah, they'll give you some kind of like run around definition of like, well, it's functional fitness performed at high intensity and it's constantly varied. And it's just like, OK, well, is Orange Theory CrossFit? Mm -hmm. Like if you don't know what Orange Theory is, it's kind of like a boot campy style gym that they use rowers and dumbbells and treadmills. And most CrossFit affiliate owners, I'm pretty sure they would all agree that Orange Theory is not CrossFit. Mm -hmm. Well, why? Yeah, they're doing functional movements. Yeah, they're doing them at high intensity they're mm -hmm. constantly varying them mm -hmm. and you just start like asking why and there's leaderboards for it yeah like and you start asking why and kind of whittling this down and you realize that there's really no substance behind this thing it's just mm -hmm. like okay so if i own a uh, a, a cycle uh, what's it called a soul cycle 
what is that called? Spin studio. Oh, like a, yeah. Okay, you own spin, a spin yeah. studio. Everybody agrees. Well, that's not CrossFit. And then, well, what if we do some pushups? What if we do spin and pushups? Well, that's not CrossFit. Well, what if we do spin pushups and deadlifts? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's kind of CrossFitty. So, so deadlifts are CrossFit? Like, yeah, you just dive Add in. a pull up in there and then all of a sudden, it's, right. you're and doing so, like, CrossFit you now, guys. You can't tell me what it is. And like newsflash, the dude who started CrossFit just pulled a bunch of movements from pre-existing strength and conditioning models and mix them all together. Like the dude didn't have magic ingredients. He just had a recipe. Mm-hmm. You think he was the first one to deadlift. You think he was the first one to back squat. You think he was the first, I mean, you can make the argument. He was the first one to kind of blend them together. I yeah. doubt he was the first one, but he definitely branded it. For he sure. definitely branded it and made a, a company out of it. But it's mm-hmm. like, you can't own movement. Mm-hmm. You can't own deadlifts and running exercise. You, you can't <laughs> own deadlifts, running and pull-ups. So it's yeah. like, it just, it doesn't make sense. And he, notoriously do people talk about like CrossFit gyms being cults and it pulls people in. And I see that mentality. People become part of something bigger. Mm -hmm. That could be good. I'm not saying that's bad, Mm -hmm. but I just check yourself. It's generally bad. Generally, generally just following something because it has a name that makes you feel good. Isn't super great. You still need that skepticism. You Mm -hmm. still need to like, okay, just because CrossFit has said this is what I should do or these are the movements that I should do and this is the combination and these are the reps, like if you're feeling like it doesn't make sense, then you need to be questioning that. You don't need to be like, oh, no, I can't question it because CrossFit said that this is what I should do. Right, you're maybe a little too married to it. Yeah, so it's maybe like, um, I don't even know if married would be the word. I'm married, but I constantly question my husband. You just have like an emotional, (laughs) you have an emotional connection to it. I think it's just more like thinking like when you buy into something, then you're all, you're all into this thing. Mm -hmm. Whatever the thing says is what you believe to be true. Right. And it's just like CrossFit can also have bad ideas, do dumb stuff. And you need to be like, follow that. This is dumb. You need to be able to have that like you know, assessment of like, is this dumb? Should I still right. be doing this? Right. Does this still make sense for me? Right. You know, especially if you've been a person, cause you know, one of the negative things about CrossFit is like the injury. So, you know, if you're, or person, the perce- I mean, the, the, perception the perception of it, of but it, just yeah. like, you know, if, cause there's been a lot of people that have famously left the CrossFit, you know, space. And then they're in these other spaces and they trash CrossFit a lot saying that like, CrossFit ruined me, blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? And so now they have their own brand of fitness that they're saying is better in some way. Like whatever. Right. And that's, to me, that's all just like, you're just trying to create separation and branding and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And you can make, I mean, I would still argue that CrossFit didn't ruin them. CrossFit didn't injure you. Yeah. You injured yourself or you had bad direction or something like you should not be blaming that on literally a brand. They didn't force you to overdo it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with that for sure. Maybe your gym culture that in your specific gym that you were working at encouraged you to overdo it. Mm-hmm. Um, but once again, that's why we wanted to create separation. And so we mm-hmm. don't have to be associated with the negatives of it. Yeah. And we wanted to do more. I mean, we had like realized that we were doing more training block style. We were doing right. more like well, linear progression maybe type. Maybe I didn't even finish my thought about, you know, somebody saying how many of these people in this gym oh, yeah. think that you think that they do CrossFit. And I yeah. said, you know, an overwhelming majority of almost all of them think they do. Yeah. Um, and we had realized that we hadn't done true CrossFit programming since like 
I don't want to say never, but like it's been a long time. We we had stints where we would follow like dot com and that type of stuff, but I mean it's been since 2016, 2017, maybe a stint in 2018, but it has been years. I don't really know. It has been years. Since I feel like have, that's you. You should know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm just thinking since we've been in our facility we're in now, which was 2019. We for sure have. We for sure have. Yeah. And I don't think we did probably the year before. So the way we program and like our strength progressions and that type of stuff that is not classic CrossFit. And now I guess you can make the art. I just, I don't know where the argument would be that it's just like, well, yeah, it's not classic CrossFit, but it is CrossFit. And you're going to have to tell me what that means. Mm -hmm. Like if that's your argument, Mm -hmm. um, it does feel more like a strength and conditioning, which is also a very broad term. Yeah. It's like, what are you going to go to like your local high school and watch your football players, uh, like lift weights and stuff be like they're all doing CrossFit because they're you know they're pushing sleds between their sets of back squats or yeah whatever. and it's just like are they though or are they you know what I mean yeah. it's just um yeah we don't train we we absolutely I mean we absolutely use some of the methodology yeah like the methodology you read like the CrossFit journal um it's really really good stuff and I would encourage anybody who has a human body to go take the CrossFit level one uh in theory has a human body (laughs) sevon talks about how it's like the uh owner's manual for the human body yeah okay like you should if you're into fitness or anything you should go take the crossfit level one that's Mm -hmm. awesome it's the best thousand bucks you'll ever spend on i think it's 1250 now yeah okay (laughs) um sorry (laughs) i i won't pay the difference yeah for my misstep (laughs) um but no i encourage anybody to go take their level one if you're into fitness it's awesome the crossfit training course is amazing in our specific scenario in our gym though we don't buy in completely wholeheartedly to this the methodology of always pushing that intensity and that type of thing like i could dive into all of it if you wanted yeah. to but intensity we, capacity yeah. and just the constantly varied situation yeah like we we've talked about it yeah we've, we've talked about so it so many, many times, times. <laughs> so those are the ultimate reasons i mean at the end of the day it's, it has a lot to do with just people not stepping in our doors because of that name. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say like, tie it back to how you <laughs> like go from having those thoughts of, okay, we're going to change the name, but we might still stay affiliated. Not really sure yet. Oh yeah. yeah and yeah. then okay, so you made the decision to just not pay your bill basically. <laughs> right. So we did, we decided that we were going to do the name change and change from warrior CrossFit Muscatine to warrior strength and conditioning. Um, that was kind of a no brainer. Like we're going to do that. So we did. Yeah. Cause we want to make our own brand. We've now been in the community for over 10 years. So mm-hmm. we felt like we didn't really need that name. CrossFit as like a crutch to like bring people in. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know, I mean, very few probably do, but back in 2012, 2013, 2014, and not in Muscatine, but honestly, as close as places like the quad cities, there were gyms opening up like crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I don't know how many gyms are still open in the quad cities that are CrossFit gyms. I know some have merged, some are, some have closed, but yeah. I bet at one time there was like 10 Yeah, and you could basically just rent out any space. It didn't have to be nice. It mm. could be terrible <laughs> and you could throw some stall mats down yeah. and buy some barbells and, and a some, rower and, too. A, and a few <laughs> rowers and say, Hey, we're CrossFit XYZ and it costs 125 bucks a month to come here and you would just get members. Yeah. It was booming. Yeah. In those days, it made sense to affiliate with CrossFit. Yeah. I would argue in, in some markets, it, if you were starting a brand new gym, 
it makes sense to mm-hmm. uh, uh, affiliate. I bet. I bet I never would have joined. Right. Exactly. I mean, I joined solely because I thought CrossFit sounded super cool in right. 2012. Right. And I mean, to be fair, like the CrossFit media team was putting out all sorts of they bad, made it cool, badass <laughs> pictures, and they were showing. I mean, especially for women. Like the thing that what CrossFit has done for. Um, like women's fitness is, is pretty insane. Like it's moved the needle in general fitness for men as well, but for it's really done some cool shit for women. Like they mm-hmm. were posting videos of, you know, <clears throat> women getting 10 strict pull-ups in a row. And then there'd be articles about how women shouldn't do pull-ups. And it, it was, it was heated. Like Greg Glassman was super good at like mm-hmm. kind of pushing the envelope and doing. Yeah, that kind of stuff. I, I agree. Um, I'm just, sure that was the kind of stuff. You I think saw. the whole, like, body aesthetic too of Mm -hmm. women has been able to make a change you know because it used to always be like you would just need to be skinny you know and I think that it just opened up a whole new avenue of aesthetics for women as well to like have a little bit of muscle tone and you know to do some cool stuff like clean and jerks lift heavy pull-ups you know all kinds of that stuff right so and not just like gymnasts you know like opening it up to more general population yeah you could be like you could be like a mom and you could, yeah, it be, doing strict pull-ups became yeah. normalized. Yeah, for sure. Like it just, it, it opened up the possibilities to what women were capable of doing yeah. as far as fitness and exercise is concerned. So back in those early, yeah, 20 teens, mm-hmm. slap that name on your, on your door and have a trash and space and it's matter. good to go. Just people would <laughs> yeah. come in because they'd never experienced any kind of training like that before. Yeah. It didn't matter if your bathrooms are clean. It didn't matter. Mm-hmm. But as time goes on, mm-hmm. things start to change, right? Like, oh, okay. Well, other spaces are opening up that are doing better jobs and it's, you know, it's free market and yeah. things start to change. And we had stayed established in our local community for long enough that the value of the name CrossFit drastically uh, decrease. And I mean, yeah. to be fair, like we still got members who would come in because they wanted to do CrossFit. For it, sure. It just was so much lower than the people who were not coming in because yeah. they were intimidated by it. Yeah, definitely. Um, so anyway, so we're going from reasons why we did the name change. You know, we just kind of had like realized like, you know, right. we're not really doing CrossFit that much. And then the company itself has kind of been in a tumultuous state for the last few years. Like the original owner CEO of the company was ousted um, the media team has been like non-existent. And so, you know, for anybody who's been affiliated for like a long time is like starting, you know, to kind of be like, it, what is this company doing yeah, you for really, my affiliate? You really start realizing that, and to be fair, there was never any promise that they were going to market for you. There mm-hmm. was never a promise that they were going to give you, get you leads. Um, yeah. but the idea is that by using that name, that that name would have value to it. Yeah. And without a doubt, that name has gone down the, in value. The value has dropped significantly. Yeah. And um, so I guess you could kind of talk about like, so since we had the open and it was kind of our first year where we didn't really prioritize it, we weren't affiliated to be able to like really facilitate it. Right. Um, you know, we kind of learned some lessons during it. And so now we're kind of thinking like, what would be some reasons or what would maybe be a path to reaffiliating or would that be something we'd be interested in doing? 
So it's kind of like talking about like, what, what are the things you would like to see from the company to, you know, add that value back in to where you would like, maybe want to be associated with it again. Right. Um, so at the, for me personally, at the end of the day, the only thing I care about is if that name CrossFit drives people into the doors of my gym. Mm -hmm. That's all I care about. Mm -hmm. So I would want them to start producing content that is aimed at a regular, we can define what that is, mm -hmm. but a regular demographic of people. Mm -hmm. Sure. You should showcase the athletes that do the games. That's mm -hmm. fantastic. But every, every affiliate owner will tell you that that has been problematic yeah, because then people get a skewed view of what they'll be doing yeah. at the gym and then a skewed view of like, okay, well, I don't look like that. I don't want right. to look like that. I can't do these things. Right. Yeah. And so I would say a big push to get people, regular people, um, moms and dads. I mean, age doesn't really matter, but just regular people with jobs and kids mm -hmm. uh, who have three to four hours per week to get their fitness in, mm -hmm. like start marketing towards those people and get mm -hmm. them to understand that this is something that would benefit them and that they, yeah. are, they are capable of is probably the biggest thing. Um, and so like we need CrossFit as a whole to be showing regular people doing CrossFit at regular gyms and, and getting that content out there. Yeah. Um, and you know, they talk about they're doing it and I've seen some steps in the right direction and that's great, but it's not, you can't just like make a video and then just fix the last four or five years of doing literally nothing. Yeah. It's really been, it's, it's really been a few years the, of the media team was fired in like 2018. It's been a while and it's just been nothing. Yeah. So you, and from my understanding, it was over a hundred people were fired. Mm-hmm their media team, which I don't, that sounds important to me to like a big <laughs> brand and you're trying to showcase your, what you do. Yeah. Um, well, so. yeah. Cause they don't even really, they didn't, they don't do a lot on their social media. Um, they used to be a lot more active just on their regular social media and stuff. And now it's like, right. There's nothing on it, you know? Right. So at very least uphold your brand and continue to drive it into people that will go support the affiliates that pay you. Well, yeah, because I was just going to say like CrossFit Inc's members are the affiliate owners, right? You know, and they're just, they're not continuing to provide this value to their members. Basically. Right. I mean, for members that are listening, just imagine if I just like cut classes in half, like, Oh, we only offer half the classes now. Shut down your Instagram. Yeah. Turn our <laughs> Instagram off. Uh, we cut the podcast. It's just like things started moving in the wrong direction. And then I was just like, well, your, your membership is still the same price though. Yeah. Um, and then we go by four years and somehow you're still a member. And then I'm just <laughs> like, oh, uh, yeah, we're going to start moving in the right direction. We're not going to get you back. We're still just going to have two classes a day, but we are going to get that Instagram page back on. Yeah. Like that's what they've done so far. So yeah. they just need to do more and yeah. show that they're moving in the right direction over a longer period of time. Mm -hmm. um, Reaffiliation is absolutely always on the table once the value's there mm -hmm. um specifically if we want to talk about the open and then mm -hmm. kind of wrap this up um where do you want to start with the open oh well just like you know from from the crossfit business standpoint they uh, the the open is sort of a, a large kind of fundraiser type for them because they're getting 300,000 people to pay them $20. And so 
and they run the online competition style thing. Mm -hmm. And so for them, it makes sense to get more and more people signed up for that because the work on the back end doesn't really change. So you yeah. can keep making more they money. They want as many people to sign right. up for it as possible. And but I they don't make it so that they don't, they don't give the affiliates the incentive or, or even like the gyms like us who are maybe sort of disenfranchised with them an incentive to be affiliated to do the open. Correct. And so your like, point, hey, get as many of your members as possible <laughs> to do this and pay us money, but give all the money to us. Right. <laughs> and in return, we'll cause you a bunch of stress and extra work. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no, thank you. <laughs> oh, sorry. If you have 12 people sign up, you get early access to games tickets. Okay. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Um, that also sell out super quick and cost $500. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, which I would buy if anyone has an affiliate code. Oh, you didn't get one yet? No, not yet. Oh, dang. Um, so let's back up a little bit. The CrossFit Open up until recently had been five workouts across five weeks. And they had always done a really good job of kind of letting everybody play. To mm -hmm. a degree. Like the first workout was very accessible. I would say it wasn't like that to in the beginning, beginning. No, no, no. So I would say like if, if you're taking for the last 20 years, so 20, 2012 to like, well, be like yeah. 20. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, not 20. I'm saying the wrong numbers. Yeah, like nine. 12. Okay. Nine. Um, so if you're talking like back to the first time they did the open, which was maybe like 2011 to 2016 was not very inclusive because I remember I, that's kind of when I first started CrossFit. So some of the workouts were. They never even had like a scaled division or anything. Right. It, it's definitely evolved. Um, yeah. To where they realize like, oh, most of these people doing doing CrossFit for like exercise and, and, and the reason that, why they chose CrossFit was because of that competitive edge and that excitement you get from like learning these new movements and stuff like that. They weren't, they were leaving a lot on the table. They were leaving a lot of people like in the dust on it, basically. Yeah. It would be like your local affiliate owner would hype you about the open. You'd sign up, you'd pay your $20. Week one would be seven minutes of burpees. And you'd be like, wow, that was awesome. I get to stack up against all these competitive athletes. This is super cool. And then week two would have 10 ring muscle ups in the first round. And mm -hmm. you would just stare at the rings for 10 minutes. Yeah. And feel bad and just mm -hmm. feel like, well, why did I sign up for this? Yeah. So they started doing better and they made it more inclusive yeah. with, um, different divisions, different divisions. And even how they program most of the workouts, it was kind of like, mostly it would be doable. Yep, here, yeah. Here's a bunch of work. Your general population is going to work for like eight minutes. Then they're going to hit a wall where they're going to get a test something. And yeah. if they don't get past it, they don't get past it. If they do awesome, your elites are going to go mm -hmm. and, and for the most part, they were designed in, in that way. Plus with the five weeks too, they were able to do a much bigger variety of testing. Right. right? So, so yes, across and people were qualifying to go right to regionals from the five weeks. So my biggest kind of gripe with this whole thing is they, a couple years ago introduced quarterfinals. So they made op they made the open three weeks, mm -hmm. three workouts, three weeks out of the they, I assume they did that to get more people like that. Is well, I mean, there is an advantage to only to it only being three weeks. Yeah. It's still $20 and it's less. Well, for gen form. pop, it's just yeah. to keep engagement. There's across, a lot of advantages, yeah. but anyway, so they introduced these quarterfinals, which mm -hmm. the top 10% of the open go on to quarterfinals, which is like an additional five workouts or four workouts, something like that. Yeah. And it, the workouts get harder. They get heavier. The skills get higher. Then the people from quarterfinals progress to the semifinal events. Now, when they introduce quarterfinals, 
it drastically reduced the importance of the open. Because yeah. 10%, the top 10% move on, which is a huge number. I, I mean, I've been in the top 10%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've, yeah, every year I've done the open, like and tried, I've easily in the been top in the 10%, top, but you have so not qualified for the CrossFit games. I have not. <laughs> I have not. So as soon as they started going to the quarterfinals model, which I actually think is cool. I like it. It just made the open very less important, but we to the elites, not to gen pop. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. To, to people that are trying to progress to yeah. the next stages. Um, but we didn't see a change in programming in the open, maybe a little bit, but not to the degree of like the importance that it is now. So what I propose to CrossFit, if you're listening, <laughs> is an open that is gym, like affiliate owner friendly to run and inclusive to get as many members in it as possible. Um, I listened to a guy talk about how you could, you know, charge $30 and then 15 goes to the affiliate, 15 goes across, but that's great. You don't want to, I would still be incentivized to run a good open without getting paid for it. Mm -hmm. If it was, if it didn't, if it wasn't the most stressful thing I'd ever done every year. <laughs> well, yeah, because the so, kickback to you would be providing your members a good experience exactly, and, you know, exactly. But what it takes to put on the open and do it well. So first of all, what, why do we not get the workout until thursday before what is the advantage of that um well i guess that's another just like going on a slight tangent it's another difference that we have from crossfit is that we allow our members to see the workouts for weeks at a time or like what you get like a week at a time and then we go over a full training block like you know what you're gonna do crossfit has always this been like prepare for the unknowable right whatever bullshit so just imagine you get the you get the workout at 2 p.m. You run your classes the rest of the day. It's because it's supposed to be a spontaneous test. That's why you but don't it, find out. But it's not. It's enough time for people to do it one, two, three times. And it's all this. It's by, none of it's ever new movements. Okay, so it puts affiliate owners in a rough spot yeah. to implement it well. You have affiliate owners who are up until 11 o'clock at night on Thursday night, taping lines, organizing the gym, getting ready for the 515 class the next morning. Who's Plus what you program the Thursday, the Saturday. Yeah, like, I mean, any good, anybody who's programming and being smart about it won't programming stupid, insane volume. For sure. Before, but it, it just throws a huge wrench into your regular scheduled program. Yeah. Um, Especially when you, even, even a gym who like, has maybe a big following for CrossFit and like there's a lot of people signed up for the open, you're still only talking about less than 50% of your membership base usually. Right. Yeah. So it's like, you know, all the other people that aren't really going to care about this are also getting disrupted yeah. in their training, you right. know? So that's a big one right there. Um, another issue is just the, um, what's my train of thought? What are we talking oh, about? so we are talking about like, basically the logistics of running the workouts and not being able to find them out till the last second. Right. Okay. So not knowing. What and then having to the like reorganize but then the, the logistics aspect of it yeah. too. Like, um, you might have this workout that seems really simple, but when, you know, you have all these different gyms who are laid out, we have a large facility. It's not small. It's not the biggest in the world, but there's certain workouts like even just this year that we could only run like a heat of like seven at a time. So now you've got what you, you make the open super inclusive. We push it to members. We get 60 people to sign up and you got to run heats of seven. Like mm -hmm. my other thing would be the movement standards. Why are we, why don't we choose movements that have extremely simple, 
Like mm-hmm. yes, no's. Yes, no's. So like, do you remember the year that they did the whole like you have to jump two feet back on the burpee? You oh have yeah. To jump two feet up. Why? <laughs> why? Like, yeah. Just why can't we make the thing simple? Yeah, but then they changed it to where you don't yeah. have that two foot standard, but then you still had to jump. Well, then what is jumping? Right. Is this a it's jump? Just like, <laughs> and when you're looking at the people that the open is for, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Set a standard. And just make it simple and just keep it. Yeah. Like we had the thruster debacle this year in the open. Oh, and yeah. It's just like test a clean and jerk. Test a ground to overhead. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the final workout of the open, the most lackluster. <laughs> nobody was excited for it, except for people that can get far into it. That's an amazing test of fitness. Mm-hmm. It is. It really is. Put it in quarterfinals. Yeah, for sure. Put it in quarterfinals where... That was the one in case you guys are like, I can't remember. It was the wall walk up snatch double under. We didn't do, I mean, we didn't do the open workouts, but yeah. So I've got just thoughts that I think could make the open way more enjoyable for members, easier to run by affiliates. You didn't even talk about the first week where everything, your equipment had to be, they had like space. So you had to be like eight feet away. And then it was five different movements. And you're like, how am I supposed to run this in my gym? And and it's like what you said, our particular gym, our members, you know, some of the ones who signed up for the open are looking at our gym and they're like, we could have done these workouts in here. And to some extent that's true. It's hard to run several people in some of those scenarios, but most gyms, when you're talking about affiliates around the world mm-hmm. and most affiliates around, or even some of our old, you know, gyms that we've had would not have been able to facilitate those. And it's just like, so it's just weird when, you know, CrossFit's supposed to be about the community and the, right. it just feels like we want, this is an event. This is a doing the open is for all of you. It's for all of the affiliates. And then they just make it not easy to implement, extremely hard, pretty stressful, it's like, let's get on the same page here. Mm-hmm. Like, listen to what affiliate owners want. Um, mm-hmm. I just think it could be done. Yeah, because better. I don't think the actual, like, workouts themselves or, you know, anything like that are are bad. It's just, I don't think they're bad. I think they're all good tests of fitness. Yeah. I think that, like I said. The standards aren't easy to the, implement. The standards aren't. I also just think that the open workouts are just out of touch with general population of people like literally like the other 90 percent of people the the overwhelming majority of the people that step into and by no means am i saying like we need to make this a participate participation trophy situation like every single person gets to do it there's obviously going to be things that people can't do whatever they have foundations so they really are trying to make it inclusive for everybody to do they have three different i guess that would be the argument would be like go do the foundations version of a whatever um i'm just looking at like I think there's probably a way to just do like a more simple open that still qualifies the right people into quarterfinals where you can then do like the tape lines. Like why could we figure out things that we don't need tape lines for? Yeah. So actually I have a question to ask you about the wall walkups. Okay. So the movement itself, the wall walkup, I love it for what it is because Mm -hmm. you definitely can develop some really good strength doing wall walk-ups. So like totally love the movement itself. I don't understand how that movement is put in a test situation. I don't think it's a testable, a real like testable movement. So what's your opinion on that? It's, I don't think it's terrible. I just think that, well, first of all, the standards of it are difficult. Yeah. I just think that 
it's probably not the best test movement just because it is bastardized, but you could argue that about a lot of movements. People just find the most efficient way to do it. So if you watch the open announcement with the wall walk-ups, you know, you saw the whole like hands on the floor, butt goes up in the air and then the feet jump on the wall. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, like you found the way to kind of make it more efficient or faster. I just even felt like it was kind of stupid for like, you see these elite level athletes. To me, a wall walk-up is like a, strength building movement a beginner more beginner style movement and so to me i just kind of like putting ring rows in the open i just think it's weird i don't know if i think it's that weird i kind of so just that particular movement i i find strange to be in a testable scenario three years in a row Three, not only that, like I was telling Ryan Iberg, I was literally like, I don't think we'll see wall walk-ups again. I just feel like it's been done. I feel like the issues with it have been plenty mm-hmm. and I just feel like they won't do it again. Yeah. And then and what did, did they come out with? And, and, and then, and then the way it was also implemented, it was 10 total. I'm like, this is just, it doesn't really matter I for, just, for the people. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. Like, I just really didn't it. understand it. Yeah. I don't know. Like, obviously, they have their right to make the workouts however they want. Yeah. Generally, I just feel like they're out of touch with the general general population that go to CrossFit. Well, not games. only that, but just, yeah, also the affiliates to be able to, you know, run a successful event because yep. the whole thing is an event, okay? And so the the whole, like, Friday Night Lights thing and the whole, like compete, cheer each other on that, that whole atmosphere is like totally awesome. However, I think it changes it a little bit when some of the smaller affiliates and maybe they're only able to run three to four people in a heat. I mean, it just starts becoming a little bit more like, well, now I'm performing, you know, and just like, it's just not very group friendly, I guess. Yep. I agree. Um, so anyway, we're kind of thinking about how we want to approach the open next year. Um, it's obviously something that people have told us that is important to them. And they, I, for the most part, people are really just missing the Friday night lights feel. There's, there are people that really care about the actual open itself. Um, just real quick, like our line of thinking was really that doing our in-house competitions are kind of our thing to fill that community building, suffer together type of thing. And then if you're really looking for competition, sign up for a competition. Mm -hmm. Um, that being said, you know, reaffiliation is not something that I'm just writing off. Like if it makes sense, it makes sense. Um, and maybe it makes sense just so we can run a good open next year. Yeah. I, I just, I'll be honest. I'd be disappointed if we real reaffiliated and then we got the open that we got this year. Yeah. I, be- I would be disappointed. <laughs> I would be like, this is going to be a lot of work. Um, mm-hmm. and like you said, like probably at best 50% of the people even care. Mm-hmm. 50% is a lot. But anyway, these are just kind of like my thoughts and the things. I didn't I'm, mean to discount the no, people no, no. that care. I, 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 yeah, I didn't. I just because it, it probably is less than 50 by quite a bit. Yeah, probably I just like wanted to 10. point out that like there is still a significant number of people in the gym who are not interested in it. And the open does disrupt their training. Now you can argue like there's still value because they still can come to a class and do the workout. Right. And, but, you right. know, so it, we've already put a lot of thought yeah. into how we would do it again next yeah. year. So. I would just say we're just in a state of like kind of wait and see, yeah. kind of reassess. Yeah, I'm not jumping on the reaffiliate track right away. Like I'm going to give CrossFit a little bit of time to 
they have done some things in the in the last couple of months who uh, that that do show they're moving in the right direction. But plus, like, they're getting a lot of feedback right now currently yeah. from affiliate owners. I'm sure they are. They are. So <laughs> anyway, just kind of wanted to share, I guess, my thoughts um, and how that whole process kind of unfolded. Mm-hmm. And awesome. I don't think that I have anything else to really add to that. Um, just other than like, I think that we are just always trying to improve, you know, not only like the business, but every aspect within it. And so it's just a constant reassessment of, of that, you know, and just a learning, right. You're just it's like a learning process. Like what can I learn from that experience and yep. how can I make it better for the future? Yep. Like for members, for the gym, you know, all that stuff. So All right, cool. Well, um, hopefully we'll see y'all at the AM versus PM and we'll see you guys in the gym. See you.